from calling out corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, books born in American history. You're the relentless patriots. Now, without further ado, here is the most relentless patriot of them all, the relentless patriot Frank. Relentless Patriots, Relentless Patriot Frank here, talking about everything patriotic in this country and how we must stand and fight together as one. Tonight we're going to be talking a lot about the Constitution and how we are deemed necessary towards the survival of our great nation. To fight communism takes courage, and here we are together. So. Let me first start off by saying thank you all for being part of this group. We will be in nothing without you. All the patriots must be together. And as patriots, we stand and fight. So, without further ado, let's get started in tonight's relentless rant about what's going on in today's society. First, a reading from our holy book, the Constitution. Good to see everyone that's on. Good evening, guys. And remember, you are welcome to come on and be just as relentless as I am. We have a lot to discuss. My goodness. Our rights are under attack as usual. Um, we had a great rally yesterday in West Milford, New Jersey, thanks to Michael DePasquale. Let me tell you guys something. Something is coming. And it should be a nice wave of patriotism. Nothing else. Nothing more, nothing less. This is what we need. Together as one. This Patriot John is with me. Good evening, sir. It's good to have you aboard. I hope you are ready to unleash and hell on everything that we hold near us. We must learn how to protect ourselves. So let's get started with the reading of the Constitution so we are endured and allowed to protect ourselves. This is, this is a, an address by Samuel Adams. Joe, how you doing, sir? Good to see you online. How's it going? Good. My friend John, <laughs> listen. Among the natural rights of the colonists are these. First, a right to life. Second, to liberty. Thirdly, to property. Together with the right to support and defend them in the best manner they can. These are evident branches of, rather than deductions from, the duty of self-preservation, commonly called the first law of nature. All men have the right to remain in a state of nature as long as they please. And in case of intolerable oppression, civil or religious, to leave the society they belong to and enter into another. When men enter into society, it is by voluntary consent as long as they please, right? And they have a right to demand and insist upon the performance of such conditions and previous limitations as form an equitable original compact. Every natural right not expressly given up or from the nature of a social compact necessarily ceded remains. All positive and civil laws should conform as far as possible to the law of natural reason and equity. In today's society, Ladies and gentlemen, patriots around the world, we don't have that luxury anymore. We must fight for it to get it back. And um, I first want to uh, just give a moment of silence to all our police officers and patriots that have died from these Black Lives Matter, Antifa, deep state run organizations. So let's give a couple seconds to them. They've fallen to preserve our country. If you have your hats on, just take your hats off. And let's give a moment of silence to these brave men and women. Right, so, so, well, we have a lot to discuss. We're letting space well, first, first off, I just want to say is that um, in regards to that, we're you know, getting there, you know, the moment of silence. Over. Did you see what happened to that guy, Patriot Jay? One of, one of our own was actually attacked and, and, and executed in the you know, shot, you know, shot in the head. Guys, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anyone. Well, this Patriot John said it exactly right. Um, 
it doesn't matter where it is or when it is. Tyranny has officially come to Main Street, and we don't have time to negotiate with domestic terrorists any longer. It is time to declare the Democrat Party the enemy of the state, the traitors, traitors, if you will, the people who don't want to follow our constitutional laws and Bill of Rights, that want to change everything to their fancy. Not, not only that, everybody, what's going on? You know what yeah, I just exactly. read, right? I what just happened? read the address by Samuel Adams that said, if you don't like it, what does it tell you to do? Go somewhere else where you can actually, you know, have your intolerable oppression, your civil and religious rights, et cetera, et cetera. Go somewhere else and just prosper from that. Go ahead. Oh, I was just reading the comments. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely true. Bro. Everything that's happening in Portland is coming everywhere, and then nothing, if nothing is being done. And that's the that's truth. Absolutely right. And, you know, we see this time and time again, and, you know, they have a lot of, uh, you know, local uh, legislators that just don't want to do anything. Because, that, you know, especially, yeah, on, especially, on, the, especially on the Republican ticket, because they're afraid to get some kind of scrutiny. Like, look, Ra Dr. Rand Paul was just attacked, you know? Um, you know, his wife. He was attacked. He was mocked. And, guys, if you don't know, I, I must have seen at least three different um, elderly couples being harassed by BLM riders in Antifa. I Who saw that. Telling this? And where are the police from the RNC rally, including Daryl Strawberry? Like, God forbid one of their, you know, someone who's African-American you know, African can actually be a patriot and actually go to an RNC rally. Like, the bullying has to stop. Do you see Republicans outside of a DNC convention? What say you patriots when that actually happens? The next time it happens, I think we should go there and bully everyone that comes out. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me why these liberals continue to do what they do, thinking that they're going to seek a change by being bullies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like, like I said, the left, the left in time, the radical left, from time and time again, has shown their true colors. They don't care. They just want to basically stomp all over our rights. Like, as far as it goes, what I mean, I think we're stopping our rights at this point, but now it's coming to a point where it's basically now, now they're, they're a direct imminent threat. Oh, absolutely they are. And um, we already know this from all the previous things that have happened. And uh, for those of you that don't know Kyle Rittenhouse, he's under scrutiny 24-7. I just saw another article um, saying that, you know, he's a white supremacist. But something very, very unique caught my eye today when I was reading this article. They were trying to say he, how he punched a little girl in the back of the head. I'm sorry, but if you guys didn't see that video, he didn't cause a fight whatsoever. They'll, they'll do anything to smear your reputation. I think a lot of you guys understand this by now. But if you're a patriot, if you do the right thing, if you try to protect others that are in need or that are in danger, you automatically scrutinize and attack. You happen to be a patriot in white and with a gun. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. Um, you know, it's just it's just one thing after the other. Just, I, I want to derail for a second. I, I love the background, by the way, of the flag. So <laughs> that's guys, awesome. We have relentless patriot flags for those of you. Yeah, guys, we got them actually have mine. <laughs> Mine's actually, uh, it's actually hanging outside. Get them while they're hot, people. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go. Bit. But yeah, it's exactly what this is the time to be your This is the time to show your, 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 your support for your country. Um, it, it, it's so crucial and so vital that we all remain on the same page. Guys, right now in Washington, D.C., yesterday okay. and just the day before, there's another abolish the police rally, you know, march rally, whatever the hell you want to call it. I might, I might as well call it the Soviet Union address to abolish the police. It is absolutely insulting that these traitors to this country are still allowed to hold these rallies, hoping that it's some type of cause for liberty or change for liberty. There, there is no liberty when it comes to abolishing the police. No, there, there is no one to burn the flag. I am getting tired of seeing this every single day. Where is everyone to fight? And exactly right, it is Marxism. It is Mar it's, it's heavily so Marxism. And, and not only that, look, look at the state that they have, that they have the Democrats have uh, created. Every major city, such as Detroit, you know, uh, was um, what you get. Yeah, Detroit, you know, Chicago. All these major cities of her are basically Democrat infested. Even Baltimore. There's actually a woman that's actually running for um, Baltimore Congress. You're one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah. One of my, one of my. Yeah. She's my next wife. <laughs> well, if she's your next, if she's your next wife, if she's your next wife, then I'm taking the uh, the press secretary. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? I, I actually wanted to talk about that. Like, um, 
Exactly. Baltimore is democratic, and we need we got to get that Republican candidate. We have to get we have to yeah. get back our we have to win back our major cities because guys, our major cities carry the most votes. That's why New York State is blue. That's right. You know, look at like look at places. For example, again, I'm say again, like even Kid Rock was saying they were they were doing a tour of where he was living, and he was saying like this is ridiculous. I've been doing it. I don't mind doing, but he was like I have to donate my own money to put back in the system just to boost up our, our revenue up within the, within the state. Because you know what's crazy about all these ridiculous notions that they that these liberals think that they can change the gender of an eight year old, but yet they won't allow a seventeen year old to arm what you know to have a weapon. What is more deadly to you, messing with some kid's head, having them pretend to be some gender that they're not, or having someone who's well trained, a well to do citizen who doesn't cause any trouble, who's never committed a crime, actually own a firearm and so they can learn how to protect and respect it. And respect and, and again, he was in the again. Just guys, if you there's a video. It's me. I, I've watched over calling on New War is a constitutional lawyer. He breaks down even said it. He was within the legal within the legal ramification or the legal criteria. Excuse me, legal criteria. So basically, there was no there there was no legal ramification that he ran to. As long as he had the paperwork. I mean, I'm pretty sure obviously he had the paperwork going on. You know, and here's the funny thing too. You can actually go in the military when you're 17 with the parents' consent. I've had friends that did that when I was in high school. So legally, he didn't do anything. Or I mean, he, he, that was straight up self-defense. I mean, like I, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. The moment he got cracked in the head, by the cracked in the, head of the skateboard, he was able to re reframe, pick up set rifle, and then you know, uh, engage in multiple threats. And then, you know, right, like you were saying eliminated. yesterday. What I don't understand is still, and just leave the kid alone. You know, he's going to get off on self-defense charges. So leave the kid alone at this point. Liberals, you have lost this battle. And you're going to continue to lose if you continue to pick on us patriots. We, the patriots, have had enough of your tyranny, have enough of your communism and your Marxism. We've had enough of you trying to sway, yeah. sway, you know, patriots. And so that we're deplorable, non-essential, and that we don't matter, we don't exist, and that the Constitution needs to be erased. You traitorous dogs, you. Yeah, yeah, real quick. So I'm like, I just want to, you know, uh, come on here and just say hi real quick and just, you know, get my thoughts about everything. But um, I do have to go, unfortunately. I will be back online hopefully later if you're still on. But just my final thoughts about everything, guys. I mean, we're living in a time where we see a lot of things that are going on as far as, like, the far radical left, even some Republicans working together to, once again, screw America. They don't care about you. Um, the only real can the only real person as of right now is, is Donald Trump. And, you know, I, I hopefully, I, I, my predictions, I'm hoping that he will win in 2020. Guys, if he does not win... Kyle was tactical AF. I love that. <laughs> yes, he yeah, was. We need to declare war. But that's basically my final thoughts. And yes, ta uh, Kyle was tactical AF. He was tactical. And I, I'm glad he was. Because he wasn't some guy that they... He wasn't some white supremacist terrorist running around shooting all the African-Americans and colored people. I mean, this is what, they, this is what they're told to see in their eyes. This is what they, they, they have binocular vision as to what they need to see, what they're told to see, if they're white and with a with a with a weapon. I don't understand this. I really. How you doing, Robert? Good to see you, sir. So, well, like, it's disgusting. Yeah, and um, guys, real quick, there's one thing I want to mention to her. Um, Atlas Jim, I, I think I'm saying it right, right? Uh, Atlas Jim, yeah. Excuse me, Atlas Jim. That guy, basically, what he went through over, especially over in Jersey, me and um. You know, me and Marlon's Patriot, uh, Frank, over here. We actually went out to go see him, check on him. Thank God his gym is doing good. I mean, he has an uphill battle. But, on the, you know, on, I mean, on the surface of that, that guy, he has he has heart. You're not putting that – you're not putting him nor uh, his business partner down. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny said it right. Like, um, Kyle was not racist. He was defending a black business. If yes. he was so racist – okay, explain this to me. If he was such a racist, wouldn't he kill wouldn't – wouldn't he have been sniping – and killing and slashing all, all the African Americans that were rioting that day in BLM. <laughs> Didn't he shoot three white people? You know. Was any was any one of them black? Of course no. not. Of course not. But you know, um, that's like he's some type of white supremacist. But they will never, ever, ever label their precious Antifa and BLM members as some type of a threat to society. Doesn't that spark any type of disturbance to anyone? Isn't that a warning flag or a warning sign? You know, like, and, you know, I know Relis Patriot John had to go real quick, but, like, guys, we're celebrating criminals and we're, you know, demasculating patriots. 
good people, law-abiding citizens. Vin, I'm glad you can come back on, sir. I've been dying to go live with you for a bit. It's good to see you, Relentless Patriot, Vin. How are you? We'll get him back on real quick. I know John had to bounce out. He'll be back in. My friend, good to see you. Great to see you. How are you? I, I, I like, I like uh, oh, uh, we lost connection with him. <laughs> but um, we'll get him back in a second. What I can tell you guys is this. If you look at a person with an AR-15 and think that you can just crack him in the head with a skateboard because you think he's racist, um, think again. That's not the definition of ending racism. You know how you end racism? You befriend your fellow neighbor and fellow patriot that happens to be of a different ethnicity from you, and that automatically fixes stupid. You let bygones be bygones, whatever differences you have, you try to get past it, and you work together. That's how you end racism, not by shooting each other. What kind of garbage is this? What kind of tyranny is this? I'm going to tell you guys this much. It is interesting that progressive Democrats, left-wing activists, Antifa, BLM, fake news, and all the teachers unions in this country, they all have one thing in common. I think you guys can guess what that is. They hate America and POTUS. The reason why they're filled with one thing in common is because it's just hate. They've all been raped by the Obama you know, administration. They've all been brainwashed, per se. Enough is enough. They're being told to, uh, you know, down with America. I don't know if you guys saw the Democrat symbol with the, pen, you know, the demonic pentagram. But basically, D2A, death to America. I mean, it's right there, right in front of everyone's face. And everyone just wants to sit back and say, oh, you know what? The voting will take care of the process. No, no, guys. We are officially infiltrated. We are under attack. Patriots must now rise. They have woken the sleeping beast, and we're not going back to sleep. We're staying awake for as long as we can while we're on this planet Earth. You know, and here's the thing about BLM in terms of sporting events and whatnot. Why hasn't anyone addressed the mask issue with the NBA? They're not staying six feet apart. They're sweating all over each other. And same thing with some indoor businesses where everyone's allowed to take off their mask and sit down and, um, you know, breathe on each other, laugh amongst each other for hours at a time. But yet fitness facilities still, you know, still have a problem with, you know, even though they're open right now, they're only allowed to operate on a certain percentage, 25%, I believe. And they have to wear the mask while they work out. Like, yet the NBA gets to do whatever it wants because it's oppressed. These, these black millionaires are just so oppressed that they just, they don't have to wear a mask. If they're told to wear a mask, they don't wear one. Doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if you guys saw the NBA player recently who uh, called another, uh, you know, yes, he was white, a white teammate of his, you know, a, a bitch-ass white boy. Like, and there's no racist, you know, charges held against the man. There's no discriminatory, you know, offense that this, this black dude caused. I don't understand that. I don't understand it, and I don't understand double standards from the Democrat left. Constantly. You know, and I don't, I don't want to bring race into politics either. But guess what? That's what the Democrat Party is doing 24-7. Even right now as we speak, like I said before, in Washington, D.C., okay? In Washington, D.C., as we speak, still abolished police rallies are allowed to be held. Why haven't we snuffed these guys out for who they are already? We already know they're traitors. All right, Ben, I'm going to bring you back on, sir. Excellent, excellent, excellent. It really is good to see you and talk to you. And I know you're on the front lawn, you know, your front lines day in and day out trying to fight for us. How are you, my friend? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad you're here. It was funny. I was like, wait a minute. All of a sudden, my phone went blank. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Quite all right. So let, let, let's talk about Kenosha police real quick. Um, Kenosha police chief, he's blaming, he's blaming the murdered protesters He's blaming it on this white kid, the police chief. Like, how does that work? The protests were happening way before the, you know. How does that work? And I don't know if you've even seen, but Scott Pressler was trying to clean up the mess they made. It's a disaster out there. So it's funny because, like, they say, oh, you know, the community's run down. They're trying to pin it on, like, you know, Kyle. And... <laughs> 
it, yeah, it, it's all Kyle's fault. The same way it's always Trump's fault. Every every single time something goes down, right? Every single time something tries to go down, it's always a white person's fault. Let's just blame Whitey for everything. Blame him for all the mistakes that we make, actually, and that's okay. It's they blame like my favorite is when they use um either the white privilege thing. This is not the root. My I had someone tell me this is so crazy. They put on Instagram. They go, this is not um violence or this not. This is the pent up anger of hundreds of years of injustice and i'm like okay first of all you cannot justify looting rioting criminal behavior there are some people that had no no lineage in what they quote uh, an unjust history and they oh, the majority else. of our ancestors did not own slaves we might have been enslaved by other people but mm -hmm. the majority of us weren't even here back then you know i know you had some great family history here and they and you said you had ancestors that possibly traced back to the revolutionary war I mean, mm -hmm. you're more of an American than I am. You know, and I'm none sure. of them, not one of them owns slaves. Which is, and, and that is not a, isn't that a wonderful thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, guys, for those of you that, that are just tuning in, I'm going to give you a fact about the, the South and the slaves. Only 3% of the populace back then owned slaves. A very, very small percentage. And yet we're going to blame all the white people for all our problems. And it doesn't matter if you're black, Hispanic, or Asian. Everyone has this oppressed culture now, this cancel culture of the white man and what we've done to this country. We, we, we've destroyed this land. It's all our fault. We all should leave, but they should stay. How does that work? Ed Chandler, mm -hmm. good to see you on, sir. I'm glad we got some people on Facebook tuning in, which is very nice. Um, you know, guys, when you want to express disappointment, try not to put race into it. I'm disappointed in you because you're white and you don't understand what it's like to be a different race. No. How about you don't understand what it's like to be white? We're all human. We all breathe the same oxygen. We all bleed the same color. So what's the problem? What's the point? The point is they are getting incentivized to be this way. They're acting a certain way because they were told it's okay. They get paid to play. And I know, Vin, that you, you've experienced a lot of that already in your uh, – in your school status, everywhere you are. Um, the liberal Looney Tune land is, the, obviously the agenda has now completely, you know, has been splayed open. We can see everything that they're doing. And the thing is, people are still falling for it. Can you tell us why do you think that is? So my own opinion from my experience in education is you have a mix of radical teachers, radical professors, and it becomes a chain reaction. So what I'm curious to know is that a lot of these younger, and I, when I say young, I mean like teachers in their 20s to 30s, what yeah. their professors were like, they went through college. Because um, I remember when I went through school, when I, when I started school, I remember that it was relatively patriotic. You know, we were proud of our country. When I was in high school, I was excited to go see the Vietnam War Memorial, talk to the Vietnam vets, learn as much about history as possible. It was exciting. It was like you were proud of it. Now you have professors that try to discredit their service. You have high school teachers that don't enforce it anymore. Um, there were days in education where I was the only one standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. And in our interview, I told you that there was, I've told students, if you don't have enough respect for yourself to stand up for the flag and honor the veterans that fought for it, that make the freedom that we have now possible, you don't get a letter of recommendation. No, and why should you? Because you're, you're being anti you know, anti-American anyway, you don't appreciate the opportunities mm -hmm. given to you. So why should you have to help them out at all? It doesn't make any sense. And exactly right. This is what happens when a Democrat, when Democrat leadership fails, they want to point fingers. And then, you know, God forbid you act, you actually like your country. They're going to point the finger right at you. Mm -hmm. And this behavior, because you also have these young people that are influenced heavily by, you know, media, uh, football players, NASCAR drivers, and what happens is when you have someone as radical as that and they're disrespecting either the anthem or, you know, classical traditions, they yeah. look up to that and think, oh, that's cool. They're being like a punk. I like that. It's like that, you know, whole, you know, bad boy attitude thing, which is just so not right. And it's, it's something that, you know, we've had big names like NFL, NASCAR cave into that. And it's just, I mean, I'm excited because I used to, you know, be a diehard football fan, baseball fan, NASCAR. I'm not watching none of that. It's going to be family and friends times or rally times on Sunday. So I'm replacing bad habits with good, more proactive habits. Okay, be around your fellow patriots. And I look forward to seeing you soon at any one of these rallies at any time. Looks like there's a rally every week for what I can see. So that's very important. Um, Hi, Canadian Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Absolutely. We got Can uh, yeah, Canadian Dukes has. He's also, guys, he's a great patriot. I love I love following his, you know, his uh, his own channel there. He has a lot of funny stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um there's a quick report I wanted to release for from the District of Oregon. Uh 74 people are facing federal charges for crimes committed during the Portland demonstrations. And this is including assaulting federal officers or, you know, uh, failing to obey lawful orders and damaging federal property. So thank God there at least there was some justice done. And apparently there are some people doing anti-black demonstrations. So what does that say about your little movement, BLM or Antifa? Are you guys the racist now? Is it is it OK for me to say this now, Vin? I mean, like, at what mm -hmm. point is anyone is everyone going to wake up about these movements and say, hey, enough's enough. These are the henchmen of the deep state of George Soros of everything that that is that is the reason why we have what we have. I think the college professors, all these hippy-dippy parents, all these liberal indoctrinated children, they're all part of something, aren't they? It's like almost like a cult. And I hate to use the word cult, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, I was at the rally team in Bedminster, and, you know, knock on wood, it was, it's always very positive. And we had only three people, and technically really one, who was an adult, one adult who was for Black Lives Matters that came out there and he literally sat by himself. He was he was shaking. We were all very patriotic. We didn't say one nasty thing to him. That's and right. That part was they had people come over there, give him a bottle of water and say, here, have a nice day. And he literally ran away from the bottle of water. It was like he thought we were going to be like, getting Oh, yeah, he was terrified of a bottle of water. Like, I don't know where they're getting their orders from. I don't know what mothership, but it's definitely not from this planet. When we no, were in the valley uh, yesterday, I'm sorry I couldn't be there with you today, my friend. We had a couple things going on my job but um you know yesterday we had five white teenagers they must have been like 16 years old 17 years old but they're too busy giving everyone the finger so no one wanted to have a conversation for them so you know what i did i gave them a huge huge blast of red white and blue and played a national anthem i parked in your general direction it works anthem on loudspeaker and of course you know what they did did they stand out of attention did they have the hand over the heart of course not how disgusting is that? That's so horrible. And every time you hear that, you know, I have a hat on it. Black Lives Matter. Even, you know, usually at every rally, you play the national anthem anyway. But yet, they were so screaming, Black Lives Matter, from about a mile away. You can hear them. It, it was absolutely disgusting. This, what a disgusting display of communist crap. We even had, um, towards the end, and this is so sad, because this is like, you can tell the parents were brainwashing them. Two very young teens came out, and they were trying to hand out cards that said something like something along the lines of derogatory to Trump and like something about COVID harassing us about masks. And we were all very calm. And we said like, Hey, look, there's no need to use this kind of language. I mean, when I was younger, I was always taught show respect to an adult. You don't use foul language and bad language. Um, and we were trying to you know, figure out more. And basically they said, Oh, we watch, you know, CNN. And we very nicely said, Hey, I think it's great that you're out here questioning stuff, but why don't you also try to look at the other side? Because, I, you know, like, I'm a commenter. I'm like, you know, you do your own research. We have to watch the other side to get an idea of what they're claiming. It's painful to watch, like, you know, CNN and all that crap. But it's important to be informed on, like, we you know what, they're, what rhetoric they're spewing. <laughs> and what CNN is doing is it's hypnotizing parents. Parents are hypnotizing their children. They're making it seem like if they go outside, they're going to get deathly sick and then kill their, you know, grandfather with COVID. It, it's not real. It's, I mean, COVID is real, obviously. But, like, the whole fear is not real like they say it is. I mean, yeah, I remember swine flu. There wasn't this panic. You saw the CDC results. They, they, they keep fudging the numbers. Now, all of a sudden, inflated. like about 7,000 people officially have died from this. And there's like, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe a dozen, a dozen or a handful of new cases. One of these masks going away. Guess what? They're not going away. No matter what. These democratic, you know, tyrannical leaders, these dictators, these Marxists, these traitors will never, ever get rid of these masks, will they? We have to fight back hard to get that freedom back. Unbelievable. And every single day, you still got people reporting other people who aren't wearing their masks to the police. You still believe that that type of crap is going on? That's almost okay. like, you know, when they report someone for a mask, this is what's really crazy because the police do more than just, you know, street patrol. They do work for domestic violence. They do work for criminal investigation. They do big stuff. And if you're basically impeding their job with complaints about masks, that's taking resources away from someone who needs it. You're wasting taxpayer dollars on that. In some ways, it's almost like, you know, if we were, if when we were younger, we were told, you don't call 911 for fun. It's, you get in trouble. That's, there should be consequences for making reports like this. Yeah, absolutely right. Yep. There should be consequences. And yet, and yet you know, um, well, if you want to talk about one consequence, um, 
a BLM rally was held in another town. I think it was in, uh, I forgot which town it was. But the police officers sent them a bill for having them rally past their time. For, I like, love it. It was like $2,500 in overtime. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. He stuck it right to them. Hey, listen, we were supposed to protect you guys from like 1 to 4 p.m. or whatever time it is. You guys went until like 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. We're not going to protect you. Forget it. Mm -hmm. And what I don't understand is they're, they're chanting, defund the police, F the police, screw them, you know, kill Whitey, this and that. But yet they, ha they have the police right here. Right at their convenience, right at their fingertips, just in case one of us patriots decides to step up to their face and give them some red, white, and blue awesomeness. Isn't that funny how that works? It's so it hilarious. Happened, uh, you know, to that kid, you know, Antifa was crying for the police that they had their arm almost blown off. Where's the police? I want my baba. Well, guess what? You play shitty games, you win shitty prizes, as you know. And my favorite is how they call the defund the police, and then they say we can police ourselves. Well, guess what? Kyle policed them, and they didn't like it. No, of course not. You know what's funny? Like, um, and I think you had posted this. I remember reading this. And going back to Bill Gates real quick and the mask and everything. If COVID was so real, was so, was just, I mean, no one's denying that it's not real, but it mm -hmm. was just so dangerous. It was so deadly. Right? Then why are most of us still alive? How come 2.4 million people didn't go in this mm -hmm. country? They predicted 2.4 million people to just, Vanish like that, the drop dead, just like the you know, just like in China, guys. China between China and you know, communist China land and United States, two different entities. People are a lot healthier over here. They don't have a dictatorship government, at least not yet. And I hope we never have it. Trump has to win, right? But two different places. How are you going to compare what happens to China to what happens to people here? Mm -hmm. And the only people that really, really died from this, for the most part. You know, and, 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 and God rest your souls are our senior citizens and some young adults who didn't really have a good immune system and a pre-existing conditions. They were all murdered. This is murder. And who is to blame for this? People are saying that George Soros had uh, switched gears on America. All of a sudden, now he wants Trump to win. All of a sudden, that BLM and Antifa are now the good guys. He's paying these people to get the Democrats to go and swing to the red, to take the red pill. How is that possible? You know, like, the biggest crowd in German history was the other day, correct? Rising up against Bill Gates and Big Pharma in Berlin. Germany. What say us patriots here, everyone? What are we doing? Rallying is great, but guess what? We all must converge. We all must converge and come together to fight these agendas. We all know when BLM happens, they're proudly putting it on display for everybody. Right? Thousands of them. We're in Washington, D.C. over the past couple of days, right? 100,000 nearly. Um, you want to go back to the beginning of the summer where all these riots happened after George Floyd. 100,000 marched in Washington. And what did that do? Did that make, it, did that, did that make the world less racist? No. Mm -hmm. It just catered to the liberals' feelings, to the communist feelings. And now all of a sudden, all these white privilege charts are coming out at schools. That's how they're going to fix racism by forcing us into white privilege theory. You know, it's just, it's out of control. And um, Democrats are now saying, and I don't know if you read this, uh, this happened in Florida the other day, that it's now open season on killing Republicans. Mm -hmm. So let me that get was, straight. That was terrorist. You can say that, you can, right, you can say that, but, but yet, no, no, you know, you can't criticize Black Lives Matter. You can't criticize Antifa without massive backlash. You can't comment on anything or have an opinion. And then all of a sudden, because you're Republican, you're automatically racist and this and that. And it's, it's just, you know, it's almost like I had to do a class on Salem witch trials. And basically what happened with Salem witch trials is that all these, what they call spectral evidence, which is evidence you can neither prove nor disprove, like the supernatural. This is yeah. what this has turned into. Because someone's Republican does not mean they're racist. It's, you know, and they say it a, there's no evidence behind it. There's no backing behind it. Um, and then they, they say stuff like the whole message behind Black Lives Matters. No lives matter until Black Lives Matter. And then when you ask them to prove how, how do Black Lives not matter, they don't oh, give you real examples. They never give you real examples. They give you, like, systemic racism. You can't prove that exists. You know, we yeah. have programs. And my favorite was, um, oh, what was it? When you listen to, um, was it Cro not Stephen Croder? She's a, 
a female. She goes around. I forgot her name. I think it's Kate. It might be Katie. She asked him oh, questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Liberty. Uh, yeah. Liberty. Yep. And she asked him, she goes, who is the commander in chief? Not one person knew who it was. And that's an eye opener. They might know all these Black Lives Matter sayings, but they don't understand basic law, basic, even um, when I was trying to explain to someone, when I said like, when, I, when the riots first happened and my Facebook friends were depleting themselves because I didn't like what I was posting, I asked one of them who I thought was a friend and I go, but what about the destruction? Destruction that is being done you know, to properties, small owned businesses. And his reply was this, but insurance, insurance covers it. I said, so you think that's okay to, to go into a business, destroy someone's property, their hard earned money. Hard earned money. And, and insurance doesn't cover it. Fix it. And there is not riot insurance that covers everything. And it's funny because what these mayors are doing, there's a term for it in legal terms, and it's called vicarious liability or a failure to act. This is a clear failure to act. It's your job as any kind of public official to stick up for your community, to protect them, to offer safety. And when you're telling the police, stand down, you know, tear yeah, down statues, tear down monuments, riot, loot. Right. You're giving them the okay to commit criminal behavior. You're also, in my book, responsible if someone is killed or injured. If you look up um, Drew Duncombe, he's amazing, the real black rebel. He's out there fighting for our rights in you know, Portland, Oregon. He was stabbed. He was stabbed. Not one, not one of the mayors said this is wrong. Black Lives Matter didn't say anything. Of course. He's black and his Black Lives Matter, not to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> when they kill their own, they don't say anything. They're silent. There's are spiders, spiders and mouse. Hey, Allison. Anybody, how many, how many, you know, sports teams have postponed their games or took a knee mm -hmm. for all these little children that were killed, whether it be black or white. Who's going who's gonna to stand, who's going to take a knee, rather, for the brutal execution of five-year-old Cannon? Where's the justice for these young people that are just killed in cold blood and act like, you know, because the black person was uh, whatever he was on? And most of the time, unfortunately, it's African-American that causes these issues. But, you know, white and white crime is still number one. And uh, the amount of uh, people that get arrested every single year are white. They're on the top. They beat black mm -hmm. people. Even though black people commit a lot of the crimes, white people are still getting, they're still on the most food stamps. They're still getting arrested, you know, highly significant more uh, than black people. I mean, if you saw this, the Tista charts that I had, uh, and I probably shared this, you know, weeks ago, but now it's even double. And somehow, you know, white people are still at the top of the chart, mm -hmm. but no one's representing them. White lives don't matter, I guess, right? 800 white people were arrested already this year. Only 450 black people arrested. So that's more than, I mean, that's a little bit more than half her. You know, you know what I mean? I don't understand. You know, Joe Biden is the most racist, evil mm -hmm. man. Aside from Hillary Clinton, aside from Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, or Michael Obama, I should say. They're the most anti-American people. And they've been allowed to be whatever they want in our office. They, 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 can, they can make whatever executive order they want. They can say whatever they want about America. Nothing's going to happen to them. Right? They can tell people that they're not black. Mm -hmm. They can say racist things about white people. They can say how America was never free or never great. They're allowed to say traitorous things, you know, traitorous things all day, every day. But yet they're not arrested. They're not thrown in jail. They're not tried for treason. Those are all treasonous things that you dare say about your country that has given you so much. And every single one of these people, these tyrannical dictators, these communists, these traitors, they all had silver spoons in their mouths from the cradle all the way to now. They all went to private school. They are all taken care of by their parents. But yet here they are, still saying how bad America is. I don't understand that. And President Trump has been trying to reach out, you know, to all these mayors around the inner cities. Not one of them wants his help. Not one of them wants the National Guard. I think maybe one city out of like the 30 that are burning still. And I have a theory on that because with the National Guard coming in, here's the, the benefit of that is that these mayors have also been notorious for dismissing charges. Um, so that, I think that one town, because I remember reading about that in the news, that they had, um, they had the Black Lives Matter protest. They charged them because they violated the law, and then the mayor dropped the charges. When the mayor, yeah, does, the mayor is responsible for you know going through with the charges. The benefit of the National Guard and the federal charges is those federal charges stick. They ain't getting rid of them, which is good. When you charge someone at the federal level, you know it means business, and that's what needs to happen. Is there needs to be accountability? 
So when I did my clinical internship in substance abuse, that is a forensic population of individuals. A lot of them have previous experience of the criminal justice system. And your goal is to make sure they have an idea of what accountability is, to go through the steps of recovery. They've repaid their debt to society, and now it's their second chance, or sometimes you know, third or fourth chance, to get things right and be a productive citizen. So that was our morals in the house that I was you know, trying to help run. And it was very rewarding, but it was also stressful because a lot of them would try to blame, you know, um, external attributions. So things on the outside, you know, the cop made me do this. I said, so the cop made you do the drug? They made you relapse? <laughs> oh, no, no. I had someone. I'll never forget this. They knew that I was pretty mellow. Like, I would never judge them. And I always gave them back to the doubt. But when you start off, you have to be tough. And then you kind of, like, work your way as needed. So when I saw someone coming along who was really good, they had the opportunity to drive the whole group um, to their uh, NA meeting. So they go to the meeting, they come back, everything is going well. He decides to flip off a cop on the way there. And I'm like, that's an immediate write-up. I'm sorry, but you know, that kind of behavior is a slippery slope and it gets you exactly where you ended up in the first place. That's right. They don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. Like, everyone's trying to say Jacob Blake, say his name, but he did drugs, man. He's so mm -hmm. lame. <laughs> he, was, he was a high, and when you read his thing, he was what we call a high-risk offender. So when you have someone that's being released from prison or who's out there, if they have a previous record, you have to do risk assessment, and risk assessment is important. I had someone who was clearly like a degenerate. They replied to my comment and said, what kind of uh, nonsense is that, assessing people and determining like their level of care? Well, that's a smart thing to do because when you recommend a release as a professional, you have to make sure you have the community's interest at heart. So what you have to do is do the risk assessment, and it, there's right. different ones out there. Um, some of them, we don't have any really good ones for, you know, we have the LSRI, um, if I said that right, it's a list of their needs. And then you have the PCLR, which checks for psychopathy. All these things are important because if you have someone who's very high in psychopathy on their, um, the other one, the risk assessment, if they have high risks, that's going to be someone you might not want to recommend for parole because what's going to happen is they're going to go out there and potentially reoffend. Now, is it perfect? It's not perfect, but it's our best way of getting, you know, along with other factors like your interview with current if record have, like if you just if you could just release all the prisoners like we did during the COVID-19 mm -hmm. outbreak that would just fix all the racism and that magically all the criminals would go back to being mm -hmm. good people once before they were you know once be, once before they committed the first crime in their life what about the one in Virginia the one in Virginia that he drove up and attacked the person <laughs> there was a case in Virginia the guy was um he was released from prison due to the COVID laws he drove I, he drove a while to attack his victim and he killed her. It's unbelievable. You, she you had, had no you protection. Had several rapists who just went out and ended up raping other, you know, women. Through, you know, they had this one repeat offender, went to prison for about 20 years. They let him out because of COVID, ended up raping three additional women. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, I don't understand this. You know, That's a I, failure. It, oh, it is a failure. It's a failure. And this is why I'm saying to everyone that we're at war. It is time to stand up. You know, like, who's answering for these detestable crimes? Who's answering for all this traitorous crap going on? Mm -hmm. Is anyone is anyone trying to throw these demo, you know, commiecrats out of office? No, of course not. And there needs to be term nice limits. Thing. House Speaker Pelosi, she's been in there for God knows how long. She's 80 years old. Maxine Waters, who's been, she was the one that was saying the terroristic stuff in Florida. She's been in there for God knows how long. Absolutely. Joe Biden's held offices for many years. And there, when there's no term limits, you can't get a new face in there because it's going to limit President Trump and what he can do to help He's helped us a lot, and it's she's limiting him, and then she tries to pull these crazy things. Yeah, like, and then the said you're going to fumigate him. You know, like, like, who talks like that? And the NFL wants to put all the names of all these all these degenerates mm -hmm. on their jerseys, on their helmets. Guys, this is a, you know, like Jacob Blake, for example, okay? You want to talk about someone who's a repeat offender? He raped a 15-year-old girl. This is the same NFL, by the way, who refused the Cowboys' request to honor five slain Dallas cops with a patch on their uniform. So you're going to put a, a multiple rape offender, sex offender, and by the way, he was waving around weapons at a knife and he went for his gun, the whole thing. But you had someone who was on drugs, someone who someone had been to jail already, but yet you're going to put his name on your jersey or in the basketball court, wherever you feel free, for, for everyone, you know, for the whole world to see, but yet you can't put at least maybe even a poster or a chart or just something to honor the slain cops. Mm -hmm. military what happened to this country the anti-patriotism all of a sudden just revved up at a significant pace to the point cancel culture or now the new thing too like even at work um and this is happening at the private school level so if someone wants to take barbering or cosmetology this is what you can expect now 
they were trying to incorporate like, you know, programs. And so we have like, you know, meetings or stuff. Now I'm blessed that most of my coworkers are on my side, but they have to be silent. And then you have one or two that are very radical. So the new thing was also like, you know, pronouns are now being incorporated into Black Lives Matter. Like my favorite is when I, when I address a class, you know, it's natural. I say, hey, you guys are this and that. When you have a coworker that tries to call you out for that, I have like zero talents for that. I'm like, okay, if you're more offended at my, you know, misuse of pronouns, then why don't you not take cosmetology or barbering and then you can go to study gender studies online. I, I mean, seriously, this isn't gender studies. You're here to learn how to be a good professional. <laughs> I, you know, and one of them, one of them, she taught her daughter this. She's teaching her daughter how to hate, and this is what I don't like. So as artists, as hair artists, we do braids, we do everything. Her daughter went up to someone who was white and said, you're a white girl, you shouldn't wear braids. Yeah, you, you know, you're not culturally being sensitive to my culture and that therefore you should be canceled. The same thing that happened to that girl. If you remember, there was a whole bunch of oppressed Asians, if you will, that uh, went after, and, and also black, also after the Americans, that had, that had bothered this girl about wearing, she wore mm -hmm. like a Chinese geisha outfit for Halloween, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And they bothered her. You're being culturally insensitive. What are you talking about? It's Halloween. Okay, so let me get this straight. Mm -hmm. You could be a cowboy. Mm -hmm. Okay, you could be a white cowboy, whatever, you, you know, cowboy. You could be whatever you want at the end of the day, but yet the, the girl, the little girl, she, I think she was 16, she can't wear an Asian geisha outfit probably. But you can be whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. You can straighten your hair and dye, or wear a blonde wig, right? That's okay. And guys, for those of you that are uh, just tuning in, look, George Soros has just pumped another quarter billion dollars into Black Lives Matter. How's it helping us? Mm -hmm. How's it helping us? Aside from swaying people to vote for Trump. He's almost doing what they call border ruffians. Yeah. Where he's making them like, you know, back in the day, border ruffians, there was these groups that were funded and they were going around and like, you know, make people sway a vote. That's basically what it is. It's a controlled like terrorism. It, it is controlled. And the thing is, these riots, these protests are going to continue to go, you know, well into this election cycle. And even mm -hmm. after the fact, we must remain vigilant, everyone. Like, this is not a joke anymore. Destruction of property is not a valid form of protest. Mm -hmm. And yet, yeah, Jesus can tip over the tables. But guess what? You know what Jesus did? Jesus tilted over corrupt tax collectors, didn't he? He wasn't protesting for racism. Give me a break. Everyone wants to compare Jesus to a social justice warrior now, too, which also pisses me off. He was against corruption. So what is Black Lives Matter against exactly? White people only? What is Antifa against? Fascism? Oh, you mean people, patriots that are white? We're the fascists? How does that work? I don't think it works at all. You know, like, you even have audio that just came out saying that Antifa is now looking specifically for patriots. Like, they're looking for them. But yet, are they being arrested? No, of course not. I'm glad the FBI, you know, kind of, like, like we said, in Portland, they arrested 74 of those rioters, right? But that's 74 out of how many? And why did it take so long? Mm -hmm. They should automatically be arrested. They should be deemed a domestic terrorist organization at this point. And I believe the, uh, the National Security Advisor uh, for FEMA, or Homeland Security, had came out with a statement and saying, you know, saying that in specific. But still, where are all the mass arrests? And how come all these liberal pedophiles are allowed to do whatever they want in Hollywood still? What about all the Democrat governors? Why haven't they disappeared yet? They're allowed to, they're allowed to stay in office, continue to make these executive mandates. Um, you saw Governor Murphy's address last week, by the way, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been watching him closely. But he looked kind of weird this time, didn't he? He looked like he, funky. Funky, like he was sweating a lot. He was shaking like this when he was talking. Mm -hmm. He knows he's up against the ropes. We're coming for him. Right? But... The time to take action is now. Like there was a great, there was a great rally that happened today, early today, in front of his driveway, as you know, and it was against the the testing of vaccine on people and the Americans, and the enforcement of vaccines. Because he also, like Cuomo, they want to enforce this vaccine on us. That's the only way the mask can come off. How dangerous is that? That's completely anti-constitutional. Right? They're treating us like lab rats, and it's exactly. funny because they're not treating us like lab rats. CNN has a segment called um, COVID in the Community of Color. So what they're doing is they're shaping these people and they're hypnotizing them and believing that Latinos and Blacks are more susceptible. I'm half Latino and I can tell you that my Latino side always says the same thing. We never get sick, which is true. 
Um, so that's completely false. CNN has no statistics on it whatsoever that, you know, Latinos or blacks get it worse. And then what they're doing now is that they make them feel like they're more susceptible and then they make it seem like that their numbers are, you know, are being more um, attacked by COVID. So then they go to their community and say, oh, we have this experimental vaccine. Do you want to try it? Knowing that they cannot defend themselves against the side effects of the drug. It's the same thing that we've seen in the past with the unethical prison experiments um, using cosmetics and stuff. Right, that's correct. And same thing with all the, all the um, people being human sex trafficked. They're being captured, so they're being tested. They're being mm -hmm. tested on with the vaccine. It's terrible. You know, like 800,000 people were missing last year. And I think we all know why, aside from, you know, you know, you know, human, you know modern human day slavery, sex trafficking, and testing for the COVID-19 vaccine. Yes, I'll say it. Yes, I'll say it. Yes, people are being captured or have gone missing in order to become, like you said, guinea pigs for this vaccine. It is disgusting. And, I, and I, at this point, I believe it. I don't know how many, you know how many of you guys out there believe it the same way, but it definitely is true at this point. Absolutely. You know, it really is. And um, look, here's some provisional data. The weekly counts of leading causes of death based on provisional underlying cause mortality data. Okay, here we go. Ready? And this is from the CDC. Except, you know, excess deaths reported. Provisional death counts. Okay? So 6,996. Yeah, 6,996. Okay? Like, that, that's, that's the final count. And here it is, right? Okay, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Well, it looks like all these states, I'm going to start with Alabama, but the count goes up and the count goes down. Mm -hmm. And this is every single day, okay? So start, let's, let's start with January 5th, okay? January 5th, the count was at 1,077. Then it went to 1,090 a week later. A week later after that, 1,114. And a week later after that, it went back down to 1,063. Then it went back up to 95, then back down to 92, then 1,103. Like, like every week they did a death count rate or a toll count. It's just like the, the numbers are all messed up. And then they went all the way back down to 1,012 deaths. Please explain to me how this is accurate, you know, statistical data from the CDC. It's fraud is what it is. And it is you know, Florida had that one, I think it was Miami, they had this one place that they never counted nothing, but they misreported it, so it was fabricated. And I think a lot of it leads to, like, money. Like, for every COVID case they get, they get money. I've known someone personally who died. She died of natural causes. She already had a bad heart. Yes. And my own theory is that it was a stress that, you know, she, she wanted to go to church. Her church group was her life. She died of a heart attack in her sleep, which was natural causes. They ruled a COVID death. That You know, that is so ridiculous yeah, because it was, she was not had COVID. <laughs> That pisses me off because it's fraud. Currently, 63% of all U.S. deaths are reported within 10 days of the date of the death. So 10 days later after they die, mm -hmm. they report the death. So how are you going to tell me that the, the data from last week is even accurate at that point when 10 days later they filter in new data and then they keep going from there? It takes extra time to code COVID-19 deaths, the scientists say. Well, 80% of deaths are electronically processed and coded by the NCHS. Do you guys know what the NCHS is? They did the same, they did the same false fraudulent crap mm -hmm. for the AIDS virus, for tuberculosis, for the, even for the flu. So all this data gets processed to the NCHS within minutes, apparently, and most deaths from COVID must be coded by a person, which takes another average of seven days later. So you, have, so you have the data going around in a circle, being filtered through all these different, you know, you know, stat places, you know, the National Health Organization, whatever you want to call it. And um, how, 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 how is it all accurate? Where does it come from? You know what I'm saying to you? And yet these masks are here to stay. When was the last COVID death that we had? Or this mass hysteria where everyone had COVID? We can't even eat indoors. <laughs> Which is silly. You know what's funny about that? Like Governor Murphy can eat inside. Mm -hmm. And the Palisade Center Mall, um, all the restaurants are open inside, right? And this is how silly it is. My business is under constant scrutiny by all these mall Karens that tell us when and where we should, we, where we should be wearing our masks. Mm-mm. 
inside in my own business. That's none of your business. If you are threatened by us not wearing our masks, don't come in seconds to please you. That's your problem, not mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we, we were actually reported to the state at 1230 in the afternoon when like two people were there. It's not like I got a crowd of a thousand people inside my business. You can't even fit that. And I got reported. But anyway, the fourth floor has all the restaurants. The, the indoor food court, everyone had their masks on. Please tell me how that's allowed. Everyone's allowed to sit next to each other. You go up to the bar or to a yard house. There's a bar up there. Everyone can sit next to each other at the bar. Everyone can take the masks off. It's no problem. But yet there's a problem if two people inside of their own business are not wearing their masks. What type of hypocrisy is this? Mm. Yeah, and that's what I said. I would say, okay, go, go ahead and keep trying to report my business. I'm gonna. We had the same out. issue in our family business where it's people, people. It encourages bullying, and this is so ridiculous. So there, there's another um, restaurant who, the township is like favoring them, and you know they get away with crap that we, if we ever tried to do, if we even entertain the thought of like having you know liquor in the parking lot or having any event without consulting what I call the township gods we would be shut down in a New York minute. So this is not only damaging right. communities, but it's showing a lot of um, injustice. Um, and, my, and people, it, you know, they bully each other online for the masks, for this and that, and it, they shame them. That's, that's more discriminatory than anything. That's the current discrimination that's not being talked about. <laughs> Antifa and BLM are celebrating every patriot that they get. Mm -mm. And I bet you, I bet you this. Okay, and, and this is this is probably true at this point, that mainly the Democrats want you to wear the masks. Correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. You're right. What Republican governor had said it's mandatory that you must wear your mask 24-7 or else? Nope. Governor Murphy, Governor Cuomo, Governor Wolf, that moron up in New Hampshire, Newsom. California, and, and, and in Austin, Texas. Like, every single governor dictator that's a Democrat is so worried about these masks. But yet everyone else is okay. 47 states lifted most of the mask laws. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And South Dakota, who I love, Governor Christy Nome is amazing. She never shut down the entire state due to COVID, and people are living life as usual. So in all these... They're, they're <laughs> that was a slap in the face to a lot of other states. That, nope, never once shut down the state. She's a true patriot, and she's incredible. She's beautiful. She's smart. She was a model. She has degrees. She has experience. And she's a mom, too, on top of that. She wears so many hats, and she does it so well. Because how incredible is it to have a female that's that powerful who's never being acknowledged? She does all this good. And then you have these states that overreacted. <laughs> she kicked her ass. I'm very confused about um, how these executive orders are still allowed to be held mm -hmm. deemed to us, we the people. It is so not legal. It's basically like he's a king and he's saying that it's good for me, but not good for you, the people. You know, when he's eating in an indoor dining, breaking essentially laws that he would try to enforce on we the people, um, because we the people don't matter. You have other governors, like my favorite is Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. She told the police to stand down and then she has the police around her house because she yeah, doesn't feel safe. Juice. Yeah. yeah, the Beetlejuice one and like the, her husband's like Lurch. Um, great for her, but not great for, you know, we the people. And it's, it's a slap in the face that, you know, if these Democrats really cared about you, they wouldn't act like they're above thou or holier than thou. Right. You know, and there's only like one who we call, I guess, like a turncoat in New Jersey. And that was Governor O'Scanlan. Cause he, some of his stuff that he says is very similar to Murphy. So he is not quite a true Republican. He's more, you know, on the left side. You know, Oh, here's a good one for you. I was actually going to say this later about Joe Biden. Um, the deadly violence we saw overnight in Portland is unacceptable. I got hit with legs. Now, shooting in the streets of a great American city is unacceptable. I condemn violence of every kind by anyone, whether on the left or the right. And I challenge Donald Trump to do the same. Oh, my gosh. Really? So He's not with gonna, it. Now you're going to condone violence or condemn violence. Um Joe Biden, do you remember the little bill that you passed back in the 90s? Yeah, they just rounded up and collected African-Americans at your leisure. You just pointed to one and said that they were violent. You racist son of a, you know what? Yeah. 
Mr. Mr. You ain't black if you don't vote for me. If you're not a Democrat, Mr. Yeah, let's support welfare and food stamps all day, every day in our inner cities. Mr. Stumbling, bumbling buffoon who can't even formulate one sentence correctly. You want to sit there and condemn violence when you support you literally look. If you guys go to the Black Lives Matter website, if you hit the donate button, what does that take you to? Project Act Blue mm -hmm. or Action Blue, whatever. His campaign is still listed there. So how do you condemn violence when you support a violent group of traitors, communists, dictators, Marxists? You're going to condemn violence. Okay, so take your campaign off the freaking website. Right?